Hello, welcome to Sports Beat After Hours, eh? I am your host, Hemahemuli Jr. Joining me is my co-host, the lovable Canuck, uh, infamous hoser, Zachary Hicken. Oh, how you doing, Emma? Uh, it's uh, it's Canada Day here, and uh, uh, I'm excited to be here talking uh, free agency. And uh, uh, no, I'm I'm excited. Uh, this is one of my favorite days of the year. I don't know what Canada Day celebrates because um, I pretty much grew up in the states. Um, but one of my favorite weeks is I get to kind of celebrate both. American independence and Canadian independence. and He's wearing a Mountie hat. Yeah, I'm wearing a Mountie hat. Uh, I rode my horse into work this week, eh? Uh, but no, uh, happy to have you guys along for the ride. Uh, we're talking NBA free agency. Free agency uh, Christmas. Uh, we're coming up on Hema is going to buy a pair of Donovan Mitchell shoes. But real quick, before we get to that, I just want to have everyone who's listening. Uh, if you guys haven't yet, uh, please subscribe to our podcast leave a, a review and a rating um five stars only you can say that we suck but give it a five star uh <laughs> just because our uh, our bosses really appreciate that also um if you guys haven't yet check out kslsports.com um we are powered by kslsports.com that's where we uh, are able to get the opportunity to do this is because of kslsports.com also check out some of the other ksl sports podcast properties we have cougar tracks uh, with mitch harper special forces gang with um andy phillips and tom hackett rivals with uh jason buck and scott mitchell helmets off with scott mitchell so lots of great podcast content out there uh we also have jazz notes but today we're going to be talking jazz and uh um, but we are joined in studio by two very important guests who superman jazz fan tran oh nice and uh sam farnsworth the uh man from the uh, other side of the rocky mountains making us home back in uh, Utah, joining us to talk NBA free agency. And uh, what I think, I just tweeted this out, what I think we'll look back on in five to ten years is one of the most important days in jazz history. Guys, what what, is, what are your first initial thoughts on, on free agency day? Is that it just kept on going, and not in a bad way. Right. Not that it was like dragging on, but like, you know, we, we knew about the Conley trade. We came into the day with the good idea that... Yeah that uh, Bogdanovich was going to be in a jazz uniform at the end of the day, and shortly after free agency started, that went down, but then things just kept happening, and then they just, get another guy, and, you know, we yeah, it was It was, it it was, was like fun. dominoes, it was right? Fun, yeah. It was just like, boom, just one thing after another. Um, some trades, absolutely insane. Uh, <laughs> some contracts, absolutely right. insane. I don't know. Who? What about you? What it's, just, you? it's kind of crazy because, like, I mean – Jazz Nation has been logged uh, logged into the to what's going on with the Jazz, and after the Conley trade, I kind of thought I think a, a lot of Jazz Nation thought that that was kind of it. That was our big move. Right. Nothing was going to happen, and I don't know. Maybe twelve hours ago, like twelve hours before free agency was about to quote unquote open, mm-hmm. Tony Jones dropped a bomb that the Jazz are interested in uh, Bogdanovich, which is a name that was kind of floated around at the beginning of free agency, right? But uh, like, among other names, yeah. so it wasn't like. But like, I mean, they hadn't really picked up steam like Tobias Harris or right, right, Miritich right. or all those guys, and it just moved quickly. And yeah. like, you know, ten minutes after free agency starts, like the Jazz sign, <laughs> they get, get got a deal done with Bo, Bo, right. Boyan. And one of the Bojan. best parts of the day <laughs> for me, uh, you know, and I'm going to put my fan out there, you know, being a Jazz fan, I loved seeing 
a lot of the national media just saying, wow, the Jazz, what are they doing? You know, wow, what's going on? Hey, everyone, look at what's happening in Utah. Don't sleep on the Jazz. Seeing all these responses from all over the country, people big on what the Jazz did this offseason. I don't even know if I've ever – I don't remember the last time that the Jazz got this much national Maybe never. Well, you think about when they added Joe Johnson, and it was like we signed – like. Carl Malone 2.0, you know, yeah, like yeah. the excitement that was around the Jazz at that time was insane. And that wasn't even, that was a guy who was, you know, earned a couple of all-star uh, trips on in the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. at the tail end of his career. Yeah. He did have big moments, especially that Clipper series, but mm-hmm. um, it's not like we were getting a guy who was expected to produce a whole lot like mm-hmm. we are with Bogdanovich. And then Ed Davis is a really, really nice pickup yes. for uh, for what I think Sam will debate what his role will be, but um, I think he'll be coming off the bench. And, yeah. uh, of course, it depends on lineups. But what these two guys give is an actual lineups that the Jazz can roll out and depth because that was one of the concerns after they traded for Conley is who do the Jazz have left that they can right. roll out off the bench? Because... Axum's had injury issues. Yeah. It's not like Tony Bradley is the saving grace right. uh, to come out <laughs> yeah. and back up <laughs> to come out and back up Rudy Gobert. Roman. Right, and then um, you know George Niang is a nice piece, and Royce O'Neal is probably yes. realistically Great. the best guy off the yes. bench. I can't believe we kept him. By the way, like, yes, that's the most important thing. Is and we talked about it episodes ago, Hema, sure. you and I, about the most important thing that the Jazz did in the Conley trade was not who they got rid of, but who they kept. Yeah. And that yes. was favors, which they were able to turn that around and get something uh, that they see as a better fit. I, I, I think that mm-hmm. um, it will do more to fit what the Jazz want to do moving forward. And then um, also keeping Exum. And because getting Exum, getting rid of Exum um, at that time, I don't know that he's the solution that the Jazz currently want or he's developed in the player that the Jazz want yet. But you know what the Jazz can do? Is get him healthy. He can put together a nice season, and if he uh, if his trade value goes up, you move him at the trade deadline. You get something better for him yeah. to make a good playoff run. So, so you and you talk a little bit about the the history, and you talked about Joe Johnson. For me, I go back to two thousand four. You, you, you're looking at an off season where uh, just two years prior. Stockton retired. Malone went to the Lakers, and the Jazz Wait, were never were, were saying this. Yeah, uh, and the Jazz. Everyone's down on the Jazz, saying you know five six wins at best, and they go 40, 42 and forty. They missed the playoffs, but they did pretty well. And everyone's saying, okay, so what's going on? So then that off season, and they did that with just pretty much Andre Kirilenko. Right. That off season, they go out, they sign Carlos Boozer. They go out, they sign Mehmet Okur. They already, I guess they had Darren Williams from the year before too, but he was coming up as that top three draft pick, right? That to me was the biggest offseason in jazz history until today. I think this trumps it. And even, even before the Ed Davis edition, I was like, man, this was rivaling that 2004 offseason. Then they go out and they still add Ed Davis, which Crazy. for me, that guy is a beast inside. And he doesn't have to be a, a, a huge producer on offense. He's going to yeah. be in there. He's going to be tearing down the rebounds. He's going to be wreaking havoc on the defensive end. So for me, I agree with Zach's tweet and comment at, at the beginning of the show that we'll look back in five years from now. This offseason, this very well could be the biggest offseason in Jazz history. Obviously, it depends on what happens in the next five years if the Jazz do make it to some NBA Finals and hopefully bring home a championship. Absolutely. And uh, just to add on that, these two guys that the Jazz signed in free agency today, casual fans might be like, okay, who are these guys yeah. that they added? 
why should we be excited? But those of you who are probably listening to this, if you found us, you are probably a dedicated jazz fan. If you're still listening, you're a dedicated jazz still fan. still buzzing. You yeah. know how excited you have to be for these guys, okay? But just to add some context, okay? Bojan Bogdanovic, 45% on catch and shoot, uh, 43% on corner threes, uh, 40 plus percent just shooting threes in general, 18 mm-hmm. points per game last year. Uh, played in 78 plus games over the last five seasons. Really, really nice acquisition for the Jazz there. And then Ed Davis. Let's talk about Ed Davis for a second, yeah. okay? Most people might not know who he is. He was with the Nets last year. Um, I believe the uh, Trailblazers the season before that. And like you said, Sam, he's a guy that's going to go down in the paint. He's going to fight. He's going to get rebounds. His rebounds per 36, yeah. 18 rebounds per Ridiculous. 36 minutes. Incredible. Ridiculous. He only plays 18 minutes a night in the last two seasons, but he averaged... Um, about eight and a half rebounds per game, yeah. uh, per game in that in that span. So, and you know he'll add five points off the bench. But the most important thing is that yep. he's going to go down, give a give a little spell to um, Rudy, and keep fighting and be yeah. a, a major threat in the low post and, and, for getting rebounds. And that's his primary responsibility coming here. However, you can't sleep on him offensively. I'm not saying he's an offensive stud, but I, I pulled up highlights. I pulled up his. His uh, game logs from this last season. He had some 17 and 19 point games, double mm-hmm. double games, yeah. and he was a beast inside. So if if they're giving up the paint, you know this is what happens. We we see that with Rudy Gobert all the time when the Jazz are able to stretch the floor and suddenly the inside game opens up for Gobert. If the inside game opens up for Ed Davis, the guy shot over 50 percent from the field. That's because almost everything's coming right, inside, him. right? But that's what he can do, and it's exciting. I mean, I think part of the the big reason is that Jazz, with all their holes and everything, were thirty six million dollars over the cap. Hmm. But so after, even if you renounce um, uh, you know Ricky Thabo and Epe, they didn't have that much cap room to play with. But they somehow managed to turn that roster they had last year into Mike Conley, uh, Bogdanovich, and they signed Ed Davis at a two year for the for the room exception yes for 4.9 million a year great deal like uh, it's just it's just mind-boggling how they can do like the, the wizardry the wizardry wizardry excuse me yeah. that um uh, uh dennis Lindsay and uh, justin zanuck um uh, gave us because i mean that ed davis some of the other big men that got like dwayne deadman got a 41 million dollar contract or something like that that's that's something that i mean ed davis should be getting Double digits per year, right? Yeah, yeah. and um, uh, as you said, uh, per cleaning the glass, he gets about six offensive rebounds per thirty-six minutes. Awesome. Those offensive rebounds, they, they t- just turn into dunks because he's he's so explosive mm-hmm. when he gets the ball, and those are just easy two points and cleaning up the glass like that. That's why the Nets really loved him, but obviously they did have to get rid of him to, for you know because they made some other moves. I don't know if you guys heard, but they yeah. made some moves this offseason too. Just we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> um, Twitter's Twitter. I, I want to add one more comment to Ed Davis. Twitter, tw- Twitter's Twitter. You take it for what it is. It's a lot of fans out there. There is media and stuff too. But I saw a bunch of tweets when I just you just search Ed Davis's name on Twitter and go back, you know, six seven months and how many Nets fans were saying. Nets, we gotta re-sign this guy. We gotta we gotta add him as a part of our future and building around. They liked him. Well, the, they loved him. In the 76ers playoff series, they won game one because uh, they they were right in the back of Ed Davis. Yeah, uh, they, he got hurt in that game, and I think Jared Allen got hurt too. They, they were running Jared Dudley at at center, <laughs> but well, when Jared Allen and Ed Davis were out there, Embiid was not very effective. Mm-hmm. And so they, this, these are, I mean, our, Ed Davis fits the mold of. What we, the current Jazz roster is, yes, 
Like, it's just a guy that he goes, oh, he's a jazz man? Makes total sense. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, just uh, some quick numbers. Uh, this is uh, from David Locke, uh, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. So the Jazz took the most catch-and-shoot threes in the NBA last year. Um, the reported Utah Jazz roster on catch-and-shoot threes. Okay, mm. Conley, 39.8%. Mitchell, 40.1%. Ingles, 40.1%. Bojan, 45%. O'Neal, 40.1%. Niang, 40.8%. And that replaces... Rubio at 33%, yeah. Crowder at 33%, yeah. and Favors at 21.8%. And so imagine Conley and uh, uh, Bogdanovich replacing those numbers yes. for Rubio and Crowder. Exactly. Uh, and Matt, with how many shots, how many threes that Crowder yeah. took, especially from the corner, <laughs> yeah. Bogdanovich replacing that He's 12% better, it's going to be a huge boon for the way the Jazz are able to operate. Uh, their offensive system and spread the floor. And guess what it's going to do for Donovan? It's going to open up lanes. We talked about this last year. When they made that Kyle Korver acquisition, it opened up in the yep. floor and spaced it out yep. so they weren't so reliant, so teams weren't able to clog the paint. Donovan's going to be able to drive and dish and score and scoop and do whatever he needs yep. to do. And he's going to, he, this these moves allow Donovan to take that next step that he needs. Um, I'm saying it right now. I think the Jazz have three All Stars. On Woo! their team next yeah. year, well, yeah. I mean, Con- someone shoot their shot. Conley, I'm shooting my shot. I'm going to call and it right Rudy, now. I mean, those Rudy three and right Donovan there. are going to be as as long as the Jazz perform up to expectations sure. for the first half of the season. Rudy and Donovan should be locks. Yeah. I think Mike Conley's going to have a really nice season, and with some of these guys that are dropping off, like Chris Paul, um, and uh, I, I, sorry, I'm completely spacing right. on names right yeah. now, but. With some of the moves that are going on the in the Western Conference, I think that Mike Conley's finally going to have some a couple guys that he's partnered with that are true stars. They're going to help his numbers improve. Wow, three! Like so, let's talk about the expectations for the Jazz then, because yeah. to get three All Stars, like you got to be yeah. really good at the All Star break to to get mm-hmm. three All Stars on the team. And and this all depends on their schedule. They got completely screwed last year. I hope the league does them a favor because with the travel that they did last year, they traveled way more than any other team in the league through the first half of the season. Right. Um. So as long as the league help, ho- hooks them up this year, <laughs> then it's gonna. They're. I think that they're gonna be in solid position. Um. But we'll we'll break down the schedule when we actually get it. Uh. Right. I mean, I think we were talking earlier for. Uh, uh, over under, we set it at fifty four and a half. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a lot of wins. That's that is a, a lot of wins. <laughs> so, fifty four and a half. And do you want to? Do you guys want to? Go yeah, with let's, I mean, let's I, take I'm, the over. I'm going, I'm going with the under on that. Still, you're going with I, the under? I think okay. I think they're probably closer to it. I mean, maybe fifty five, but I think they're closer to a fifty two, fifty three, even fifty four. I would be so, very happy with that. Because, I would too. I mean, if if the Jazz want to try to get that first seed and, and maybe push 60, it also might mean that they're playing Rudy, Donovan, right. Conley, these guys, maybe a lot more games. Like We saw how load management really helped the Raptors and Kawhi Leonard. Like, yes. If we get load management with Mike Conley, that that could help, but those, right. that might mean we might throw away a, a couple games that should be wins. Speaking of load management, like it does make me kind of nervous that like Rudy played almost the entire season last year. Yeah, yeah. I think he missed like one game. So he missed the last game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so he, he basically did play. He could have played the last right. game. So to it, put it into perspective, I'm sorry, just no, real quick, the, the wins losses. 54 wins last year was the number two seed mm-hmm. in the West with the Nuggets. And I think that's about where the Jazz could be. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I just want to throw that out. Well, there. and they were a 50 te- 50 win team last year. 
Which um, was good. Yeah, which like, is good. Yeah. I think that I, I I just don't see how they're not five wins better than what they were last year. Yeah. Especially with I'll give you that. Uh the Warriors aren't gonna be the Warriors. Um yeah. The, uh, the Grizzlies aren't going to be the, the Grizzlies. Grizzlies aren't going to be the Grizzlies. That was a team that they struggled with last season. The Rockets aren't going to be the Rockets, the most likely. Might, the Jazz still might struggle with the Grizzlies. Blazers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on now. Blazers we, will still be solid. solid. The Blazers. Blazers will still be solid, but it was a good matchup for the Jazz, and so were the Nuggets. I yes, really like the way that the Jazz matched up with the Nuggets. I so I just I think that the one team that really might... And this is all pending on what happens with the Lakers, because we're still <laughs> waiting on Kawhi's decision. We're going to get to other free agency news, but... Yeah, I'm going to go with the over with 55 wins. I like that. Hey, he's shooting his shot. He like if if you want to get three all stars, it's got to be like the Jazz have to be on pace for like yeah. on like 60 wins in yeah. the season. Yeah, so. I, I want to throw something out there that's maybe a little bit in left field, but not totally about, about what this Jazz off season has become today. Could you imagine this? Let's go back to is it two years ago or three years ago? Two years ago. Let's go back to when Gordon Hayward. Left the Jazz, okay. and how bad Salt Lake City, okay, so Utah I, Jazz fans wanted to keep Hayward. I was in Colorado, so and I was following it. Now. <laughs> I was seeing, no, I'm just saying. You know, I was seeing the billboards from Colorado on on social media for Hayward. Was yeah. it Stayward? Is that what they're right. saying? Right. He chose to leave, and that was a pretty bitter thing. The way he handled it was terrible. Tempering. We we don't need to go there so much. <laughs> but had that never happened. Would the Jazz it, be enjoying what they're enjoying today? Right. Would Donovan Mitchell no. have ever become what he's become? Would they be getting these guys that they're getting today? It reminds me of the whole Tim Tebow situation is in Colorado. As much as Tebow yeah. mania wanted to keep him in, in Denver, I was like, you know, if the Jazz never got Tim Tebow, they never would have gotten Peyton Manning down the road and won a Super Bowl. Like, so I'm hoping <laughs> that's the, the track we're on right. here, it, NBA title. It hurt at the time, but, man, like, they, been they, beautiful. they turned it around so quickly. Two years. That was two years ago. Right. Yeah. And they turned it around Forgot almost already. fast. And it, you, even more recently, like, just to bring it back to, like, I mean. Bring it all the, back. The Raptors got rid of DeRozan. And, right. you know, Pirtle, like, yeah. for a gamble. And it paid off. Well, so. and you. Yeah, big payoff. And this is maybe where we're going to transition. And we're going to take a break in a minute because in two minutes. A minute thirty. There's a minute actually thirty right here. <laughs> uh, maybe the most important thing on the podcast um, today. On the oh, podcast, awesome. Donovan Mitchell shoes drop. We're gonna actually have Hema purchase those <laughs> live. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, but oh, there's even a countdown. I love it. <laughs> yeah, there's That's a countdown. Awesome. A minute fifteen. So if you guys hear, we got seventy-five radio seconds from me. It's because I'm busy. But um, <laughs> leave me alone. The Raptors are proof that sometimes if you. Uh, for the cost of winning a championship, you have to make hard decisions. Yes. Moving on from DeRozan, um, Pirtle, who I believe was was he a, a lottery, lottery pick? Um, he was a Spurs pick that got moved to the Raptors. I think. No, I'm sorry. No, you're right. He, he was, was a lottery, lottery pick. pick I think. Pick. Right. Yeah. So they move on from a lottery pick, and then at the the trade deadline this year, they move on from DeLon Wright, who was a really nice piece off the bench and really important for the Raptors early or through his first couple of years uh, to get uh, uh, Gasol. And so um, the Jazz actually had to make some hard decisions of their own today, uh, not bringing back Ricky Rubio, who, despite what you say about his pro- productivity or lack of, especially compared to what they brought in in Mike Conley, um, he's a fan favorite and it was hard to see him go. Uh, where, where are we at? How ten, long do we have? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The shoes are for sale! 
sale. Okay, Donovan shoes are up for sale. Um, and you know what? Stay tuned to uh, KSLSports.com and all of our social channels because I think we're going to do an unboxing. Um, <laughs> yes, and, uh, yes. We're going to do a package on it, Emma and I. I will. think Emma's so, going to try to buy two pairs here. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be. Sam made a very good point about buying two pairs of shoes. <laughs> I always, you know, if I have a Keep pair on. of shoes that I really like, this is the first I order of future Hall of Fame. I always order oh. two pairs of any shoe that I like. Um, because I know I'm going to trash one of them, and then once the other one's trashed, I have one that I can actually wear that still looks nice. Um, but back on track to <laughs> Jazz making hard moves, okay? No. <laughs> uh, Ricky Rubio has to move on, and like I said, he's a fan favorite. Yes. He was so involved in the community, especially with um, Huntsman Cancer Institute, right. just because of what happened with his mom. It's hard to see him go on, but the Jazz made the right move there. Right. Yes, Derek Favors, I'm still having a hard time. I mean, I understand why they made one. this decision, but it's a hard a lot of jazz decision. Nation. Because Derek Favors, he's the longest tenured jazz man on the roster. He's top three in rebounds, career rebounds, mm-hmm. top ten in games played in a jazz uniform, top ten in seasons played in a jazz uniform. So important to this identity. He was here, um, he was involved in the uh, Darren Williams trade. He was here through the uh, the, the down years. Yes. The core um, four, baby. He yeah. was part of that core, core four, four with he Ennis Canner, yeah. Alec <laughs> Burks, Gordon Hayward, and he was the last the one last standing. Yeah. And he was in that rise back to prominence where they made it to the playoffs. So important in yeah. that series against that, the Clippers when Rudy went down. Um, and you think about some of the biggest games that the Jazz won this year. That game against the Bucks is the one that comes to mind for mm-hmm. me. Right. Um, where they over the Bucks, the Jazz were up huge, like a yeah, twenty point awesome. lead or something like that. I think it was actually like eighteen points. The Bucks come back. It looks like the Jazz are going to lose, but they go on this crazy run, spurned by this emotional dunk that just lit up the arena from uh, Derek Favors. That's when they started calling him Hulk Mode. Yeah, yeah. that was when he got the <laughs> nickname Hulk Mode. And yeah. being in the arena for that game, that was a that was a huge boon for the Jazz season because they had. Um, Started to turn things around, but I think they're coming off that tough loss against New Orleans, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, and then they get that win over one of the best teams in the league. Now, albeit they're down like five guards. Um, <laughs> but what I want to do right here is, uh, him and I brought in some cold ones. We're reminiscing on <laughs> old times. We're going to crack open a cold, cold one. Ones. We're going to pour uh, it out for our homies. <laughs> pour one out for our homie Derek Favors. Good luck uh, in New Orleans and the Big Easy. Uh, Pelicans fans, please take care of him. You guys yeah. don't understand how great of a person you're yes. getting. He's so, so, so beloved by jazz fans, but not just jazz fans, media members. Yep. He was so cordial, so easy to work with um, through all the years that he's been here. He's going to be missed. So we're pouring one out for Derek Favors. Here's a quick moment of silence. And we're back. <laughs> Let me say and, something about Conley real quick. Because, okay. because you, do, you do mention those two guys and the, the, uh, the presence they had in the community and the presence they had in the locker room. So difficult to replace. And, and I am a big believer in any sport that locker room chemistry, even when, even when a team might be down a little bit, it's it's more valuable than dollars and 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 cents sometimes. However, having said that, Mike Conley is coming to Utah as the um, sportsmanship winner of of the NBA this past season and teammate of the year. The teammate of the year. <laughs> yeah. This guy is going to fit in so well here immediately. We already see him. He's he's buddy buddy with Donovan Mitchell already. They're best friends almost, right? Yeah. They're out there practicing. They're getting to know each other. They're spending time together. He's going to seamlessly slide right into this locker room. 
right into this system with Quinn Snyder, and I think even into the community. You know, a lot of players that aren't familiar with the Utah and Salt Lake communities, they're a little hesitant, and understandably, you know, to come here. I think Donovan Mitchell has broken, helped break down that barrier uh, with, with the involvement he's had. I think, I think Mike Conley, when he gets here, he's going to slide right into this community seamlessly and, and be super involved as well. And in a few years from now, we'll be talking to him the way we talk about Rubio and uh, Favors. Oh, right, absolutely. So, um, I, don't, I don't get the chance, like you guys do, to get to interview these guys. So when you do, will you guys ask him how good his cat sounds are? <laughs> cat sounds. I missed that one. Um, oh, you, you never saw um, uh, no. uh, Ricky Rubio's cat sounds? Oh, no, oh you I never wasn't around that. for that. Oh, no. oh my <laughs> gosh. That's okay. what we need We're to show We're going to have to pull that commercial oh, and show it to you off air because it's, oh, it's an all time Ricky Rubio moment. I hope it's still up because yeah. it was it was a great piece of advertising. Right. Oh, those man. up there. Sam has no idea what we're talking about. He's just yeah. like, like we're, I'm nuts. Um, uh, we'll, we'll cook, I but I, I do want to say because. There's a reason that we, why we love the jazz right. and why we love favors, and because like you can kind of tell that they've like this front office is put together a team not, that's not only not only good on the court but off the court. Yeah. And when we're talking about favors going to New Orleans, it sounds like the Jazz did Derek a a huge, huge favor. Yeah, because yeah, it was <laughs> a place he wanted to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, huge favor. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but like um, they did him a solid by because they sent him to New Orleans for picks that we have no idea what the compensations are. My guess there are probably a couple. Top fifty-five, maybe just one second-round pick, but a top fifty-five protected pick, maybe just because um, uh, they didn't need to. The, the Norris didn't need to; they could just pick them off waivers. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is just a way for the Jazz to send Derek to a place that he's going to get some pretty good minutes. I, I yeah. like that lineup. <laughs> oh yeah, like, like Pelicans are going to be rolling like out. Norris might be pretty scary next. They're year a big already. winner over the last two weeks. They're young still, but they're a big winner. But yeah. um, Emma, do you have an update on the shoes? I do. Okay, let's I hear it. I bought them. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> What's the total of packs pack. and shipping? So they're like, like Donovan had the stipulation, everyone knows already, that the shoes are going to cost no more than 100 bucks. Right. The shoes sell for $100. So I bought two pair. Nice. Uh, total came out to like 214 Nice. Um, that's, that's so yeah, really stay portable. tuned. We're going to unbox this shiz when it gets here, if it doesn't get stolen on the All way right. over. These are the, oh, yeah. these are the <laughs> Don issue ones, uh, the red the, and the blue the, ones, the, right? The Spider-Man ones. ones. Yeah. What, uh, what the ones that he wore on the red side last week? I wore okay. size 12. Okay. Oh, you don't have to, you don't have to nice. brag, man. <laughs> um, size well, 15. Yeah, like we said, uh, stay tuned. We're going to unbox these and do some cool things with them on our social channels. So stay tuned for that. Are, what are our social channels? Uh, at KSL Sports. Oh. Um, but we uh, we probably should have mentioned that earlier on. I know. And we were just too excited. We're going to get better. Yeah, we're really excited about free agency. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're, you know... One, I have two quick points before we move on to general free agency. Um, one of the major changes that we're going to see, I think, moving forward is Utah, Salt Lake City. Or let's call it the city of Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think uh, I will rename it the city of Utah. We win oh, the championship. Absolutely. So Salt Lake City um, <laughs> has changed in the last five to ten years. It's mm. actually a really cool place. There's lots of good food. Sam, Night you're life. getting reacquainted with the oh, food yeah. scene Night here. And life. like... You're tweeting out like all these great places that you're yeah. trying out for the first time. Utah's always and had a good actual, food scene, like, in my opinion. Some but. really cool cultural flavor, just because there's yeah. a lot of people who are coming in to Utah for the first time mm-hmm. and just adding wherever they came from. Um, they're bringing that culture with them, and it's pretty cool. And I think some of these players, I mean, when you whenever you talk to players about like what their favorite 
uh, food places on the road, they always say it's Valters, which is the Italian restaurant oh, right. in downtown mm. Salt Lake. Like, every team always has a dinner at Valters the night before a game well, against the in Jazz. In fact, I think the Warriors always book the place. They always book the place. Every and, time. Um, when Dwayne Wade uh, had oh, his yeah. retirement um, his last dance. party and his last dance, Donovan hooked him up with a special dinner with some of his closest friends and family members, and um, they kind of had like a fun retirement party for Dwayne Wade there. So, Is there any chance those guys can get gastric distress eating there before the game? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a on a scale of uh, on five stars, it's like a seven-star restaurant from yeah. what I've heard. Okay. I, uh, I looked up the menu one time just to kind of get an idea of like how much it would cost, and they don't have prices on the menu. And That's just okay. like, it's yeah, all yeah, you're sweet, like this price. is the place for me. <laughs> right. It involves prom and opening a menu, and there's no prices. Uh-oh. And I'm like, oh, crap. Like, definitely don't belong. Anyways. This, this uh-huh. you know, maybe we'll do a quick segment of uh, bad dating, because I have, a, I have a couple prom stories that are pretty good. <laughs> but, um, you guys went to prom? That's cool. Yeah, prom's <laughs> a lot of fun. but Braggers, um, expensive. Yeah. Uh, the the reason um, for Favors and Rubio that these guys are so beloved is just the way that they embrace the community. Mm-hmm. And I think the Jazz are bringing in two or three more guys with uh, Bojan, uh, Davis, and uh, Mike Conley um, that are going to embrace the community and that are really yeah. going to enjoy it here in Salt Lake. And um, whether they move on through retirement or on to other teams in the future, uh, they're going to be able to pass that on to other people. <clears throat> and yeah, Donovan has a bit, been a big part of that, but also with the way that the city's changed in the last couple of years, it's helped itself. All right, so guys, I want to talk about NBA free agency in general because we are uh, in the midst of what I think is one of the craziest free agency period beginnings. I, is that the way that you phrase it? I'm not sure. Uh, starts to uh, free agency. St- one of the <laughs> craziest starts to free agency, and I think a big part of this was because moving it up six hours, it was covered great by national outlets. You look at um, Adrian Wojnarowski, mm-hmm. uh, Shams, the, what the jump was doing. I love the, the jump show. It was so it was awesome. entertaining and so much fun. And I mean, at four o'clock mountain time today, six o'clock Eastern, the internet exploded and it was so fun. So you know, fun. I mean, um, we already know what the Jazz have done, but let's talk about what the Jazz can still do. Right. The Jazz still have a vet- veteran minimums that they can fill up their roster with. I don't know how many options are still out there, um, especially depending on what the Jazz want to do with these guys that they just drafted. I think there's a chance that one or two of them stick around. Um, but uh, I I, uh, I think that there's maybe one or two more pieces that they get with the uh, uh, mid-level exception. So, yeah, so the Jazz... Currently, don't have, they, they use the room exception. Sorry, let's start again. The Jazz used the room exception on Ed Davis. Right. They used the rest of the cast space for uh, Conley and uh, Bogdanovich. Correct. So now they have vet minimums. Right. Which they don't. It doesn't sound like much. It's whatever your minimum contract is for how many years ten, you play. A ten year vet, ten plus year vet is two and a half million yeah. the minimum. But and it goes cheaper for. Here's the situation that the Jazz have that they don't usually have. They have a team that is a le- legit. And this is not my homerism. This is like almost everybody's reporting. The Jazz have a legit chance. Yeah, you to have be, Ryan Russillo, Mark Stein, right. Adrian Wojnarowski, like all these national reporters, Max Kellerman, right. Stephen A. Smith. All these guys are saying that the Jazz should be the favorite out of the Western There's, Conference. They are next a title year. contender because of these moves. Yeah. And what what benefits title contenders is that you might find a veteran who 
maybe is you know like a Joe Johnson type veteran when he came to the right. Jazz that might take a veteran minimum to come and try to help the Jazz win a ring. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's you're not gonna you're not gonna have them play more than twenty minutes a game, but they're they're there for playoff toughness. They're there in case someone goes down. Leadership. Yeah, yeah. they're just like someone a locker room guy. And I um, my first thought is. Is Cephalosha going to come back to the Jazz? Hmm. Because you know he wasn't—he was making like what four to five million dollars last year. Right. He might make more than that in the open market, but he knows the Jazz. Maybe he really likes it here. Maybe he likes the staff in the front office, and maybe now he sees like, hey man, yeah, well, you know, they're, they're not going to need me to play every night. But if someone goes down, I have a spot. Maybe they need more stretch four lineups, and mm-hmm. I can be put in there. And maybe like, I, I can be in the playoffs. And maybe he takes a vet member to come back and. I, I, at the vet minimum, you're not really missing a lot. Like, right. You know, you're just, you know, I mean, the Jazz can well, take a lot of darts and just throw them and say, yeah, if, if you guys want to come for a vet minimum, if, if they suck, if, if they're not good, then whatever, you can't you yeah. don't play them. <laughs> I, I mean, there's, here's a situation, that, and I, I'm sorry if you said this name. I was I was trying to look this up, but maybe Alec Burks. Oh, Alec Burks came back. He might, come, he might come back for a I, vet I don't minimum. Know how I, I don't know if someone would offer him a little more than the vet minimum right. for him. But that you know that we're talking about a two million dollar ballpark. The NBA reimburses up to a certain extent yeah. for vet minimums to to prevent or to keep teams signing veterans. Right. You know, uh, and, so and Alec Brooks was like, it's funny that Alec Brooks is almost exactly what we needed against the Rockets this year he's because sure. like, and he's a guy that like we already, we've already seen it that he's he doesn't uh, need to ha- play the first sixty games. Like mm-hmm. yeah. whenever we needed to come in, he was ready to go. Like he was one of the hardest workers in practice. And he produced too. Right. And I, I don't I know like if the Burks. I don't know if the relationship between the Jazz and the Burks has soured or anything, but if he's willing to come back for a vet minimum, perfect. Yeah, I, I don't know. He might make more than that because he's still kind of a young guy. Mm-hmm. But who knows if his if his market dries up? Yeah, throw throw a flyer out at, at him. So here here are a couple guys. Um, obviously, the best left. We have Kawhi, um, Boogie Cousins, Kevon Looney, Seth Curry. Right, would actually. Maybe be uh, an interesting piece. Kelly Oubre, Danny Green. Those are the guys that I looked at as some of the best. Right. Um, some of the guys that are around the league that are still available. Uh, Jabari Parker, I don't think that he's going to come not, not for a on a minimum. Mm. Um, to be a backup. Have to pay him too. a little bit more. How, but how, how if Neto doesn't come back and the Jazz maybe sign Jeremy Lin? <laughs> I mean, that's NBA not bad. That's not, I mean, First, Seth, uh, Seth Curry's going to go NBA for more champion. than a minimum, again, too, like I it's think. Just, so. Again, just uh, another guy that comes in and has knows his role and doesn't right. doesn't like try to do more than he is. Mm-hmm. I'm just, yeah. I mean, I like Neto, yeah. but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Neto's kind of. I mean, I don't think we need to cut Neto anymore because the way the Jazz have structured the moves, yes, it sounds like Neto's going to be able. Like before, before the Bogdanovich stuff. It looked like he was going to be a cap casualty to make sure we could fit Conley in our cap, but I think mm-hmm. they've actually fixed that. So yeah, yeah. Um, Tyreek Evans. I think he got. I think he's uh, suspended from the league. Oh. I think he's out. Of the, I <laughs> well, think he's out of the well, league. Well, thank you for that. Um, uh, Alec Burks, like you said, uh, Iman Shumpert, Danny Green. I don't think he'll take a minimum, Danny especially Green's after a, what yeah. he did. His his value is probably at Green's an at all-time least a, high. At least a mid-level guy. He's got to be at least ten million. Now. But again, Ed Davis signed for five. So I've got a guy that, and and it might take more than the minimum. But I've got a guy that I still believe. And and it's I know this is not a pop very popular opinion oh, no. in the sports oh, no. office. Oh, you know no. where I'm going? Is this a spicy Wait, take? You haven't heard this yet. Okay, let's go. Whose let's head go. is gonna explode? I still believe <laughs> oh. that Ed is catcher. 
that no, a very he can be very serviceable. I still think he can provide you um, sparks of of the all star that he once was. I also know that I'm. I still than think him. he he's a. I still think ah, he's a scorer. I think IT. Isaiah Thomas. I, wow. Someone's going to sign him. Someone will sign him. I guarantee you. Someone's going to sign the him. Truck. Okay, okay, people. People are still are still down on him for the hip injury. Okay, right, let, let's sure. go back. Let's quickly go back to right before the injury. He was an all star. He yeah. was he was dominating. Right. The hip injury was a bad injury. Last year. He rehabbed. The Nuggets were not pressing. And this is me coming from someone who was covering the Nuggets, being yes. in Colorado. The Nuggets weren't hurrying him back. They were letting him take as much time as he wanted. Even when he was at 90%, they're like, well, you're not 100, so just keep going. You're at 98%, you're not 100. Just keep getting ready, keep getting ready. They finally brought him back in the last eighth of the season, whatever it was. Right. And I still remember, I was at the Pepsi Center in Denver for his home debut back, back with... Um, the Nuggets, I think it was against the Warriors uh, or the Spurs. Anyway, he comes in. He only played about 10 minutes. In the 10 minutes, he literally scored about 10 points, right. wow. dropped a couple of threes. Uh, and and the, what he was doing in that very short sample size that I saw in person, I was impressed with. I was like, wow. The thing is, he didn't really have a spot on that team. Yeah, and and, yeah, and Coach, Coach Malone, you know, they played him a few minutes here and there throughout throughout as the season went on. And then when playoff time came, Coach Malone basically said, there's really not a spot for him in what we're doing. Right. And so he was on the bench for the whole playoffs. And he even tweeted. He even tweeted out there, someone just give me a chance. But yeah. if you're going to give me yeah. a chance, it's got to be a real chance. Yeah, you got to sure. play me. He doesn't care how much he's going to make this year. He wants that chance right. to prove he can still be an officer. So I... I don't care if it's the Jazz. I don't care who it is. I still believe he's going to get a chance, and I think he's going to surprise some people. I don't think he's going to be an all-star, maybe, but I think he's going to surprise some people. I mean, I, I love IT's mentality. I love what he did for Boston and his heart. Like, you know, he's, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, but the size of the fight in the dog. And yeah. I, IT showed that, you know, when he played, like, after his sister died. Everything just was great. Mm-hmm. No, so I talked about how Ed Davis... Fit the mold of a jazz man, right? Does it no. fit the? Yeah, that's, I don't think that's he does. the problem. Is that and 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 for him to get the chance he wants, it's not going to be coming to be a backup to Mike right. Conley. You know what sure. I mean? So I don't think that fits in Utah. So future but, future Laker point guard. I mean, we're Thomas. talking. Uh, I'm I'm saying maybe there's the, some team the Knicks. That I, 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 I <laughs> oh, completely agree. The Knicks are a team that should do this. They <laughs> should. The Knicks. The Knicks are dumpster fire. They got, they got nothing to lose. They got Just Frank. sign him. Let him start. Play him. It doesn't. You know, they got nothing. Both sides have nothing to lose. In that situation, right. so who 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 still left? And so just we're we're recording this at one a.m. Yeah. Uh, How about former first... Jasmine Costa Kufis. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Like I know there's a, there's some people who want like J. Michael Green out there or Jeff Green, like yeah. another like stretch four. We could uh, maybe another point because because maybe Dante's not a point. Maybe he's a combo guard. Maybe he's a better I, I, shooting. I see one, maybe right? the Jazz are going to use Dante more as like a two. Yeah, or a, a three. two or three. Yeah. And then so, a point so we might we forward. might need a backup point guard. So how about Nene? Nah, he was just uh, cut yeah. by the the Rockets. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Mean, yeah. That, and he would guy. he would only get the minimum too. So right, that's yeah. true. Then so. maybe if you're looking for depth, maybe what what about Joe Kim? Would he be getting more than the league minimum? I th- Joe Kim Noah. No, yeah, I like that. Joe Kim Noah because like that's another guy who he's just tough men- mentally yeah. and you know he does like New York, so maybe he'll like Utah. Yeah. How about Zaza, maybe he could step on someone's leg in the playoffs. Oh. <laughs> you uh, need those Channing Fry. Oh, Channing Fry would be like, awesome, but, but like again, these are Vince yeah. Carter. <laughs> now, ah, Vince. I love Vince. That, that was actually one that awesome. I saw. That'd be dope. Uh, former Jazzman Devin Harris, Trey Burke's out there. Um, Jamal Crawford. Trey. <laughs> Trey he's out there. Trey Burke. <laughs> he's out there. Uh, 
yeah, you know what? If we're just going to throw out ridiculous names, Jimmer Fredette, he's going to be in the Summer League <laughs> next week for uh, the, the yeah. Golden State Warriors. Long Maybe the right. Jazz could get a look at him. Um, yeah. no, I mean, he's going to get more than He's a restricted free agent. He'll probably get seven-ish million, eight, yeah. eight, eight million. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see um, if the Jazz do make additional moves. Um, Jeremy Lin, yeah, is definitely a possibility. Um, true. Uh, Pau Gasol. No, was he? No, he he wasn't brought back, was he? I don't remember. What, cause, I mean, he was on the Bucks. The Bucks, who also got both Lopez brothers, by right. the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. bringing Powell back. So, so if, if they can get Powell and Mark on that team too, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm interested to see if the Jazz do do anything else. But let's take a look at um, some of the other moves that were made in free agency today. Because, like I said earlier, it was wild. Uh, so the Knicks struck out. Let's just start there. The Knicks completely struck out. Man. Way to go, Jim Dolan, Jimmy Boy. Um, they traded Christoph Prozinkis because they don't think KD was worth worth and giving a max contract. Didn't give KD a max right, contract whatever. because of his Achilles injury after they gave Amari Stoudemire and right. yes. uh, Eddie Curry big contracts. Oh, yeah. Man. Um, so uh, KD decides to go across town. He's going with Brooklyn with Kyrie and uh, DeAndre Jordan. So. Just got, DeAndre's kind of a weird move because they got Jared Allen, who they really they, they yeah. love Jared Allen as a young piece. Is DeAndre going to be the backup five there? I guess yeah, I don't know. Um, it's going to be interesting. Definitely it's a contender ha- in twenty 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 one when uh, Durant's um, back. Yeah, once yeah. Uh, DeAndre is lucky to have good friends. Katie's back. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. uh, they took a. They did have to take a pay cut in order to bring him in, but yeah, we really uh, want four DeAndre year, forty on this million team. contract yeah. for DeAndre Jordan. Um, that uh, with Kyrie leaving, that takes Kemba Walker to Boston, um, and with Kemba going to Boston, it was a three-team sign-in trade, I believe. Yeah, well, very um, And so Terry Rozier, yeah, Scary Rozier. Terry, ends up in Charlotte. Uh, so the new look Hornets, no more Frank the Tank, no more uh, Kemba Walker. Poor Hornets, they're in a, they're in a bad position. <laughs> yeah, they're owned by Michael Jordan. Was, they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, D'Angelo Russell. Uh, Looks like he's going to be signed and traded to the Golden is State that, Warriors. That just seems like a weird move to me, right? Like, it is a really interesting move, and um, I think that the Warriors are giving up three first round picks. Yeah, like, I think it's. I mean, does the does the lineup of Clay, Steph, and D'Lo really worry you as that much? Like, no. Well, and the all. thing is too is we just don't know that D'Lo has completely rehabilitated himself as a locker room guy. And yeah. granted, they did have. A lot of success with one of the biggest locker room problem Spider guys him. in the league That's this last true. year. Um, but if could you imagine a locker room with Bookie Cousins and D'Angelo <laughs> <laughs> Russell? Um, it's gonna be very, it's gonna be very interesting if they end up bringing back Boogie Cousins. Um, uh, well, so here's the other thing. So after all the moves they made, because they they had to take a couple. The the Warriors have to take a couple of other Nets players to complete the trade. Mm-hmm. The Warriors, with only like eight guys on the roster, or like seven guys on the roster, only have eighteen million dollars before the hard cap. They're already in the tax. Yeah, before the hard cap, so they have to fill out the rest of the roster with like two to three million dollar yeah. guys. When you have two guys yeah. at super max contracts, it's, it's kind of hard right. to and then round out and, your and roster. Green's and Clay Thompson's not even going to be available until late Probably season, February, March. March yeah. Right? So. so this um, is it's a weird move weird. to give up that for. And I don't know about DeAndre Russell's defense, but let's say he's a below average defender because a lot of guys are. Do you, how do you hide both Steph and D'Angelo now in the backcourt? Do you 
you don't they're yeah, just gonna score just, a lot of points i mean but that, that's how the warriors <laughs> won the, like yeah. it wasn't just the great offense they had a great defense yeah what what's what's delo's deal do you think like what does he see in this like, just hey there's a team that's gonna give me 4 140 they're good like he's getting paid he, what does yeah. he care you know well and here's the thing too they're moving it's, from oakland to san francisco they're gonna have one of the best arenas here's what um, it's warmer it's warmer than minnesota yeah because <laughs> the other places he was looking at going and brooklyn probably uh yeah. indiana no. he's not going there because um malcolm brogdon's going to indiana no. he's not going to phoenix because phoenix signed ricky rubio and so Minnesota was probably his, his only realistic other yeah, option. His suitors just well, and yeah, the Lakers yeah. were an option, but if he didn't want to sit around and wait to see what Kawhi does, and I don't think the Lakers really want to deal that badly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that move uh, sends Andre Iguodala to Memphis. So hmm. KSL anchor Jeremiah Jensen disagrees <laughs> that this is going to happen, but I think Iggy's going to be one of those guys that gets bought gets bought out and goes to the Lakers. Uh, uh, maybe him and Kyle Korver, both Memphis Grizzly guys, just guys are gonna go want to chase rings with uh, LeBron and and, yeah. and uh, um, AD. AD. So yeah, yeah. Um, Philadelphia actually, I think that they had a pretty big day. Um, yeah. They uh, they get Tobias Harris back for the max. Add Al Horford from Boston. Um, they're offering an extension to Simmons, which that was gonna happen. Um, and then they traded Jimmy Butler to the Heat. So. Almost. It's, it's not quite done yet. Okay. So Jimmy Butler might be going to the Heat. It's like like the Heat just need to figure out how to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. um, but I I like that move because I I like yeah Butler is an All Star in the past, but I like Harris is younger. He doesn't have locker room problems. He's not going to get a <laughs> hey, coach fired. Jimmy Butler almost won them a series against the Raptors. The, the Sixers. <laughs> If a bounce goes their way, correct. Yeah, that's true. Right. I like that Butler stayed in the East. That, I yeah. do like that, too. I do. So, I did, too, yeah. because the other option was the Rockets, right. which yeah. um, I, that would be a really interesting locker I room it with well. Jimmy Butler, Chris Paul, and James Harden, butting heads. I, right. I think it could have worked well. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know, maybe, uh, unless he ended up uh, with the Clippers. Yeah. Can we, can we mark this down, that the Horford signing and... Philadelphia is really interesting because Horford was a guy that when he decided to decline his Celtics option, mm-hmm. a lot of Jazz fans were like, oh, can Horford play alongside Rudy Gobert? And because Horford's more of a five than a four now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of uh, Jazz media were like, well, he's not much of a four. Like, he might not be able to stay in front of So they're going to have, they're going to try to play Horford and beat together. We should see how they're, they're deep because you can't just say, oh, he's a good defender. He was a right. good defender at a position that I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. yeah, you have a guy at now, like so. It's kind of a good experiment. Yeah, for us to yeah, see exactly. See, see how the 76ers handle it. Yeah, but um, one of the most interesting things of the day, Chris Middleton gets a. Uh, yeah. I believe it was a supermax contract, Huge. right? Uh, I don't think it was super, no, not supermax. Okay, just, just it, a so he got max. the max, right? right. Uh, four year, hundred seventy ish money, 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 million, seventy five. Really. Really interesting move. Um, Play the show me the money clip from Jeremy. At the, time, right at the time of the deal, at the time the deal went went through or was announced, whatever. The only two players to ever have a larger deal than that were Steph and Clay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, since, uh, Tobias has a bigger deal now. And, but if, you, but still, if you're the Bucks, you have to do that, right? Yeah, like you sure. have to keep. Like he's one of your core guys. But this is sort of let's go back to the Gordon Hayward thing, like. At the time, I thought giving Gordon Hayward that much money was right. probably because throwing the money. The problem at is him. that he's not a max player, 
but the market right now saying he's coming. It, it into says this. he is. He's yes. coming into the market at It'll the right time. It'll be worth it in twenty twenty three at the end like, of his contract. But now the the Bucks window is like the next two years yeah. before all these other. I mean, they've got Giannis, and so right. It's not like it's not like in the Gordon Hayward situation. Gordon Hayward was the was man, right. yeah. But in Milwaukee, still, even the Bucks, and if they don't win a championship in the next two years, yeah, then you got to. Tear every all, all of it. And down. you have to right. find a way to unload yeah. that contract, which is yeah. going to be not tough. even just unload. Like you can build, you just have to build around those two guys, and yeah. then nothing, and it's just draft picks, mm-hmm. just draft picks. So really, the clear and obvious winner of this entire thing is Middleton's agent. Right. Yes, yes, absolutely. he's the one that no walks away down. with okay. no downside. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the other interesting move that they made, um, Malcolm Brogdon gets traded to Indianapolis yeah. for. Mm-hmm. A first round pick and two second round picks. Um, they waived George Hill, but I think they're going to bring him back for like thirty nine. Yeah, think three years, thirty nine or something like that. Yeah, um, and then Denver. I actually thought Denver really made some interesting moves. Uh, they pick up Paul Millsap's extension, thirty million dollars, oh, right, yeah. when. He was going to get way <laughs> less on the market. Yeah, no kidding. Way less. And then they extend thinking. Jamal Murray um, for that same ish, or slightly lower contract than Middleton, five years, 170 million. Less on the market, but he would have had more years. And I think they just want to try to give it one more shot with Millsap to help usher them into a new I guess. Era. Yeah. Basically, by the Nuggets picking up Millsap's option, they decided they didn't want to play in free agency. And there's nothing next year. In free there agency, so if you're not playing this year, you're not playing for a couple of years. Yeah. So for me, for me, that move by Denver, it just didn't make sense. They probably could have signed Millsap back if he wanted to stay for, if not half, a little more than half of thirty million, you know. But but they could have gotten a deal and had some money to play with today. Yeah. What I do give the Nuggets credit for is we're looking at all these teams setting themselves up with with big signings and free agency all across the board today. The Nuggets extended Nikola Jokic already this past season. Now they've extended Jamal Murray. Those are their two, right? And they, I have the money for the, the rest of the Yeah, but, but those that, that's the core of their team. And they're a deep team. They and have a lot young, of talent. Right. Yeah. So they, they have set picks. themselves up to be successful for three, four, and five years down the road still. Well, I, yeah, they still have but, Michael Porter Jr., Correct, and they're, they're, banking on, they're banking on Michael Porter Jr. becoming a they great player. They just drafted Bull Bull. Malik, Beasley's, Malik, Beasley. Malik Beasley is is very good. under Gary Harris is very good. Will Barton. Um, Trey? Will Barton's good. They, they, they're deep. Trey got Lyles, players. Juan, Juan Hernan Gomez a, even has had yeah, moments. He's a know, restricted but, free agent. So, so the I, Nuggets, I'll give the Nuggets credit for that. I think, I think they've still set themselves up. Just in a different way, right. keeping the guys that they have because and it's keeping only, them happy. It's only internal growth. Correct. Only it's internal, it's growth. internal growth, but look, they were the number two seed in the West last year. Yeah. They don't really need to go out and make too many but big spots. they really? So. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Really? I know. And I'm, I'm one of those guys who, who believe that if the Jazz would have met the Nuggets in the playoffs, it would have been a Jazz yeah. victory, but... But, no, I, I don't want to take too much away from the Nuggets. The Nuggets did get to the Western Conference Finals and number two. So, and of all the moves that they could have possibly made, that, this is probably the best yeah, one. You're right. I mean, they you still have the Jamal Murray. I think you're the right. Lowry an over the yep. cap team. You're if right. they really wanted to make a move, they still have the MLE, the the regular non taxpayer MLE, yeah. and yeah. so that's still fine. Yeah. If they want to make another move, I don't think they will. I, I think, think they're they, fine. Yeah. I think they really want to like see what they have. I thought I thought Tobias Harris would have been a great fit there. <laughs> but they not picking up, not picking up, yeah, not moving up. Right, yeah, they could have gone after out. Harris, but whatever. that would have been really interesting. And <laughs> I would be very scared of what Denver would yeah, have no next kid. year because wonder... they have five guys. They could play one through five outside of the arc, kind of mm, like right. what Boston did like two mm-hmm. years ago before they had Horford um, when they had a Linux. 
So that would have been really interesting. Still a playoff team. I wonder so if that, I wonder if. Um, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. That's just keep going. Okay, <laughs> uh, New York. So we talked about New York. Dumpster fire. Here's oh their goodness. two huge acquisitions today. <laughs> Three uh, now. Yeah. yeah, Julius Randall, um, Bobby Portis, and then who was the third one? Reggie Remind Bullock. Me? Yeah, Reggie Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> they, they spent all that money, they, and they wouldn't give Katie a max. Oh they wouldn't offer gosh, Kevin Durant a max. You got to draw the line somewhere, guys. Yeah, right? I oh, guess. God. Yeah. They could have signed two max players, couldn't they? They could have, yeah. And whatever. They just Hey, they're still Kawhi. Kawhi's <laughs> still out there. Quite um, seriously. Uh, okay, let's move uh, on. Uh, this is uh, just getting sad. Uh, James Dolan, sell the Knicks, bro. Okay, yeah. um, Rodney Dude, Hood gets an extension from you Portland. You are not allowed yeah. to the Garden anymore. <laughs> I was never going to go <laughs> anyway. Um, Rodney Hood gets an extension from Portland. I like that signing because uh, he was Love very, he was really good for him once he got yeah. traded. Portland's done uh, very good from, low key from the uh, Cavs. Yeah. I think the I think I think the Blazers discovered what Rodney Hood can be for their team late. And we saw that in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they like that, and I think they're going to incorporate that more. And I, I think he's a perfect fit right. there. I mean, he, he almost won that overtime game for them. No kidding. Yeah, right, by himself. Yeah. Uh, they also made a minimum signing of her, her zona. I can't, I, I can't ever pronounce the name, but for a minimum, like for a vet minimum, yeah. right? Yeah, because again, vet minimums are just like you throw them around because if they don't hit, who cares? It's a vet minimum. Mm. So, um, very well. And then uh, they're working on getting uh, Weber State's own Damian Lillard, um, a max contract. Big so um, that's a, that's that's big extension. Kudos. Would to you give a rapper Dame that Dalla. much money? <laughs> like um, the rapper would take too? that money. Oh, yeah, right. Play, play basketball too. Oh, oh, yeah. Cool. Um, and then Patrick Beverly uh, gets forty million. Forty million dollar four year contract with the Jazz uh, Clippers. Nation favorite Patrick Beverly. Um, well, he was a guy that yeah people looked at as maybe. Um, coming over to uh, the Jazz yeah. after the Rockets. And everyone was really happy when he was hurt in that series against the Rockets <laughs> because they thought he'd be um, – I mean, what he did against Donovan last year was uh, was tough to watch. So um, those were kind of the biggest yeah. free agency moves. Um, Got to give a shout-out to Hema Mooley. He did a really, really, really cool graphic oh, that he spent amazing. a lot of time on. <laughs> amazing. Um, Thanks, showing, like, the actual destinations yes. that all these guys went. So check it out on our Facebook page. Um, all the of our Twitters, we've all retweeted yeah. it. Like the oh, team's yeah. logos are on the states of the United States, but the yeah. Knicks logo is on a dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the best part. It's that's pretty great. great. Um, but I think that's all that we have for uh, free agency. Well, um, where do you think some of these guys are going to go that are left on the list? Kawhi. I think he's going to stay. I'm just going to go. He's going to stay. I, think, I, I mean, as, as everything starts developing, I mean, it's what is it down to now? Is right. it the Clippers? Clippers and the Lakers. And Clippers, Lakers, Lakers, Lakers and, and the Raptors. Raptors now. You know what I mean? So. Okay, so here's the thing about Kawhi, though. Like, the guy's such a weird guy. Like, if he moved Who, to, no one knows. If he moved to China tomorrow, I'd be like, yeah, that makes He's sense. going yeah. to the Europe <laughs> League, guys. Yeah, like, yeah, like, all right. But, I mean, so we have heard rumors that Kawhi to the Lakers is getting stronger, but... We'll see. I, I don't think he wants to play with LeBron no. and AD, but maybe yeah. he maybe maybe he he would just wants more rings. Games. Who knows? Yeah, no. yeah, or maybe he doesn't care. Like maybe he doesn't care about yeah. rings. He, he just, just wants, wants to retire in California. The best maybe he's signing a vet minimum with the Jazz. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. get those. Get yeah, those the, the, the Jazz sent him a basket of red apples. He's like, going there. Apple time. <laughs> apple time. We have all the apples. He's, so he's apple, a red apple, delicious apple guy. Yeah, right. The worst apple. The worst apple. Boogie cousins. Boogie cousins. Kind of a. 
interesting. Oh, man. Maybe the Lakers. No, not with AD. <sighs> Do you think they could be there together? They played know. in New Orleans together, and they were pretty good together. But a good did, duo. But, but I'm saying, but, but like, did that? But the, I think it worked. I think but it worked. Where, did did they like each other? I don't know. The Lakers don't want to pay Boogie a, a max, yeah. though, right? But, but I don't think he's yeah, in position to get a max after. Yeah. I mean, he kind of got hammered a little bit in the finals. I think because yeah. it's going to be one of those guys that's going to have to wait till. Like four or five days when He's all the dust have to wait settles. Till the dust settles. Yeah, okay. exactly. And, uh, figures out like the Clippers are going to have some money or something. Right. You know? Yeah, um, Kevon Looney. Uh, I, I think, think I saw some rumblings to the Celtics. Really? So, so I think like a, a beat writer put it out there. Like, boy, Kevon, Kevon Looney would be, look really good in the Celtics uniform because. Yeah. And maybe there's some talk to it because again, the the Warriors have so little money that they can't pay unless they give him and then just work with. The nine million dollars they have, right? Uh, Seth Curry. Oh, that's good. That's good radio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> like, hey, quick late. update right here. Okay. It's uh, one forty in the morning. Yeah. The Donovan shoes have been on sale for forty minutes. Yeah. They're oh. already down to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven sizes. Oh, oh no! Left. Yeah. Size, size eleven. I wonder so how many total pairs are still there. Okay, I, we got to hurry. So I Do you know how many like, pairs were available? I have no idea. I wonder how many pairs. Have been I know sold. in the stores that it's different. Maybe it. I'm gonna order them <laughs> and then return them. Because that Donovan Mitchell Spider-Man commercial is outstanding. Oh, I'll tell you the available sizes it. right now: eight and a half, nine, nine and a half, ten, ten and a half, eleven, eleven and a half. All right. So yeah. So normal men's size is sweet. <laughs> yeah. It's which is crazy because it went up to size thirteen and went down to size eight. Hey, the, the, maybe they don't Who make bought his, all the size eights. Make, <laughs> maybe they don't make as many of those. Small no, feet no, people. So. I don't know. Hobbits. Um, Seth, but, Seth Curry. Seth Curry's going to go to the Lakers. That's my thought. If he, if he came to the Jazz on a vet minimum, that would be interesting. I, but I bet I he gets paid more than a vet minimum. But then, but then he's not going to the Lakers. If the Lakers are going to give a third guy a max, because they all because then they all have left vet, vet minimums. Uh, okay. Maybe right, maybe right. the room exception. Well, they maybe there is a vet minimum out there. Very interesting. Um yeah, uh, Kelly Oubre. You have a love for Kelly Oubre. Like, that's, it's weird. <laughs> he it's, popped up a couple times. Is he on the Suns? He's still young. He was with the Suns last. He's going to Greece. Yeah. Kelly Oubre. Okay, let's skip Kelly Oubre. How about yeah. Danny, Green? Danny Green? He's waiting for Kawhi's decision. Yeah. Because yeah. sure. if Kawhi does go back to Toronto, easy. Go back. I think maybe the Mavericks. Hmm. The Mavericks hmm. got some money left. That's true. So, I kind of forgot about the Mavericks. Uh, the Clippers. Again, it's going to be one of those, like... What about some, the Rockets? Th- there's going to be a couple teams that are being left with this extra money because they, they missed out on KD. Yes. Missed out on those guys. They made so. all the space. And right. Have and yeah. so... And a guy like Danny Green is going to benefit from that. But, sure. Because the Mavericks haven't... The Mavericks have had all this cap space and have not made a move for anybody. Yeah. Chris Sops was their biggest one, but they still have cap space. So... Yeah. yeah. So, Interesting. Okay, you said Greece. <laughs> we'll look and see what happens, but um, yeah, we're excited. We'll we'll keep you posted. Stay tuned to uh, kslsports.com. Kslsports.com. Yeah, kslsports.com. <laughs> what if I wanted to like, uh, is there like an? Because I, I use my iPhone a lot. Is there right. an app I can use? Yeah, there's actually a KSL Sports app oh. where you can access all of our articles, content, <laughs> videos, anything that you want to look for that is uh, related to the local sports market. BYU. Utah, Utah State, the Utah Jazz, and Real Salt Lake. We actually Pretty much awesome. are State. the digital <laughs> provider awesome. for the Real Salt Lake yep. uh, soccer club. Cool. I don't know. They're not a soccer club. Cool. Just Real Salt Lake. Anyway. <laughs> also, um, if you guys are looking for more jazz content, check out uh, whose podcast? Hey, that's me. Yeah. yeah um, uh, so well, we use part of this podcast. So thank you for doing a cross pod here with uh, Sports Beat After Hours. Great. Um, awesome. uh, yeah, but hitting the high notes. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all this stuff. Hitting the high notes is a Utah Jazz podcast. 
and off season has been great for us. So people are just listening, and we love it. So uh, thanks you guys for um, uh, inviting me ba- back on the after hours. Okay, and who? Where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, at who? H U U. T R A N Superman at Who Trans Superman, and you can follow my jazz uh, Twitter account at Jazz High Notes. Okay, Sam, where can we Bam. find you on Twitter? S Farnsworth KSL. Okay, and uh, Hema at Hot Tongan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Please don't search that. <laughs> uh, will. No, at Hema Hemuli Jr. Okay, right. and I'm at Zach Hicken. Make sure you guys also check out, like I said, KSLSports.com, the KSL Sports app. Check out our social channels. We're at KSL Sports on Twitter, uh, KSL Sports on Facebook. At SB After Hours. Also. At SB After Hours, After Hours on Twitter for this feed. Um, we have a lot of funny memes that we'll put out there. Great graphics from Hema. Also, check out our other podcast. We mentioned it up, up at the top. Uh, we have Cougar Tracks. We have Special Forces Gang. We have Helmets Off. We have Rivals. A lot of great content out there. Jazz Notes. A um, lot of great content out there uh, coming from KSL Sports, so make sure that you guys <laughs> check it all out. Um, there's no there's no at hot tongue in yet. So okay. So <laughs> snatch that <laughs> handle. Hamma might right have something that he might need to uh, snatch up. but um, And then just make sure, uh, if you guys haven't yet, subscribe, leave a rating, a review. Um, we really five appreciate stars it. Only. it. Yeah, five stars only. <laughs> it makes a big difference when Everyone we go to our boss and we yeah. ask for cool stuff uh, <laughs> that he thinks that this is worth it. We actually just had a photo shoot on Friday, so oh, we're yeah. getting there to be a big deal. Ham and I sat there with our arms folded and uh, uh, stared in. into the camera, and uh, it was pretty great. But yeah, make sure you guys please, 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 if you're still listening, uh, leave us a subscription and a review um but what we're actually going to go to now is a conversation that we had on thursday with our former intern kurtley meekum um he is a big jazz fan shoe guy. a big basketball fan big shoe guy we talked to him a little bit about these donovan shoes the shoes he was rocking that day the Kyrie friends um and then what he was looking for out of uh jazz summer league and i think we talked a little bit about free agency oh, yeah, so summer league's you guys up. can kind of yeah. skip ahead we totally <laughs> forgot about that uh, you guys can skip ahead of that free agency talk because I think we mentioned like maybe Tobias Harris to the uh, to the Jazz was still a possibility. So, granted, this was all back on Thursday. So before any of this stuff started to develop, so um, just listen and see what they thought their thoughts were before. Yeah, anyway. go ahead and listen it's to that fine. for the end of the podcast. <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening to this part. And uh, here's our discussion with uh, Kurt Meekum. Hey, we are now joined by our former intern Kurt Meekum in the After Hours Studio. Uh, and he brought in the swag. He's wearing his Kyrie Friends Edition shoes. <laughs> They're dope. I don't know where he got them. Um, I'm very jealous. I wish that I uh, didn't have a wife to answer to so I could get cool stuff like that because it's not really possible. Uh, Kurt, how are you doing today, man? I'm good, man. It, it's just good to be back here. Yeah, It's been a while. I mean, when you first came in, uh, you were kind of surprised to see little different desk layout than last summer we got we kind Holy. of uh remodeled a little bit looks nice huh yeah it was good uh nice change there and you know it's good to see sam i i've i've enjoyed what sam's been doing here it's been fun yeah he uh sam was a former ksl intern back in the day so um i'm an intern you were an intern gives me some good i was never an intern I don't play that stuff. No, just kidding. No, some really good people have come. JJ was an intern, so Matt was an intern. Yeah, Matt was too. So it's. Uh, Are you feeling left out, Emma? Good precedent. No, I don't. Why? 
because interning too good for us. Interning seems like a hard grind that I am too big a wuss to endure. Yeah, you were kind of a pain in the butt to deal with as an intern. I was kind of a diva, so. Was. Um, <laughs> anyway, we brought in Kurt to, uh, he's a jazz super fan, even though he <laughs> is rocking a Philadelphia Flyers hat today. What's up with that? You know, dude, I just have like 50 hats of my own. Okay. So I just picked out a hat, so I have so, plenty you, of jazz hats, but I also okay. have Warriors, I've got Heat. I've got Steelers. I've got Jaguars. I just have a bunch of hats that look cool. So you just got them because they're they look cool, not because you're actually cheering for the team, right? Okay, I can respect that. Um, but the Jazz, lots of excitement going on right now. Oh man, what do you think? Mike Conley's getting traded over. Um, Jazz say that st- they're still going to be aggressive in free agency. Like, what do you think that aggressive means? You know, I think that's actually a a jazz fan's worst nightmare, kind of, because a jazz fan wants the same guys here for some reason. We all love the fact that the jazz have never, or at least in the last two years, haven't made a lot of roster changes. And so I think being aggressive means we have to get rid of Favors, who is a fan favorite right now, and people don't want to do that. But unfortunately, if the jazz want to be aggressive they have to get rid of favors to clear up the cap room. So, but I'm, I personally am excited. I think the Conley trade is going to help out a lot. It gives us one of the best backcourts in the league, especially defensive backcourts because Mitchell can play defense. Conley's known for defense. Ingles is known for his defense. Um, Whoever we get for the four, whether that's Tobias Harris or, a second tier guy. Do you think guy. he's a reality? No, I don't. I don't. I, I, I think it's the pipe dream. Yeah. But I think there's no way the Jazz can get him. I just don't think that they would be able to free up enough room unless they were to give up Exum as well, which I don't think they want to do because Exum is possibly one of the top five backup point guards in the league especially for the defense he can play on James Harden, who right now is the new Kobe Bryant to Jazz fans. So, um, Heaven, what do you ha- what do you have? Um, squeaky mic. Uh, no, I think you're totally right. I think uh, Mike Conley is an asset for sure. I know for a fact that um, you know, we have a source. You know, the Jazz aren't going to get rid of Exum anytime soon. Um. They do like what he brings defensively, and he's a first-round pick. You're not going to just give those away. So, um, yeah, I think you're at a lot to be excited for. Um, I think more Jazz fans than than we give credit to are excited about a change. I mean, Jay Crowder was— I think they recognize that a change is needed. Yeah, Jay Crowder was a fan favorite, and people were sad about that. But still, I think they also packed his bags at the same time. Yeah. As a whole, like that package for Mike Conley, especially those that actually follow basketball, they robbed Memphis. They they robbed Memphis, and yeah. so I think r- real Jazz fans that really like basketball, that appreciate basketball and know the game, actually recognize that. Um, but then you are right; there are some Jazz fans that are just I don't know casual fans that are thinking we sold the farm. 
but we didn't really. Facebook jazz is yeah. really so, wild over yeah, this whole I thing. Think you're, I think you're absolutely right. Um, so that being said, you know, it is a, probably a pipe dream getting to my Harris. What What do you think? What do you think we should be um, looking for in the near future as jazz fans? Uh, the near future. <coughs> I think the Western Conference Finals for sure. Um, just going through the teams in that I believe are going to make the playoffs next year, the Jazz are definitely top three teams. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what they do for the postseason. Uh, right now I've just got, like, because, I, I mean, I've been been thinking about this since the whole Conley deal went down because, I mean, what Jazz fan isn't going to. But I've got the Rockets as the one as the one seed. Really? Just be, uh, and this is assuming that they're like keeping their team together because they're not. They probably won't though. I mean, right. they're ready to move Capella, who <clears throat> has maybe been the most dangerous, yeah, player against the Jazz in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They also want to move PJ Tucker, Eric Gordon, right? Um, Chris Paul isn't what he used to be. I, I don't see the Rockets getting the one seed. I'm I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna stop you you're, there. You're good. I I just don't think the Rockets are gonna get the one seed. I think that they could get home court. I don't think that they're gonna get higher than the three. Even if we assume that everyone stays the same, you don't think the like if let's assume across the board everyone else as of as they are right now stays the same. You don't you don't think the the Rockets would be number one? No, they were a four seed last year. And they're going to be worse next year because there's going to be a major drop-off with Chris Paul. We saw towards the end of this last season, he slowed down significantly, and especially in the playoffs. And I just... Which I think, like, that's where I was going. Like, the Rockets, yeah, they were a four-seed, but they also started off really bad. The the four-seeds the last two years, and, I mean, I'm counting the Jazz as a four-seed last year because they beat OKC in a 4-5 playoffs series. But, I mean... Both of those four teams the last two years have had rough starts. The Jazz had a rough start last year. The Rockets had a rough start this year. And Houston finishes one of the more on-fire teams to end the season. And then the playoffs came, and they did, they disappeared again. But I think that Houston's a good regular season team. I do have the Jazz as my second seed just because of what Conley does bring to the table. Uh, not to get too much into the whole N- NBA, but I mean the Lakers are my five seed, so okay. And I mean that's as of right now. I still need to wait and see who else they sign. Where do you have the Warriors? I have them making the playoffs as a seven seed. Really? But because I'm assuming Clay comes back first of March or middle of March, so the end part of, of the season, people forget they have Draymond Green still who knows how to play a role, uh-huh. whatever role that he needs, and they have Steph Curry, a healthy Steph Curry who was the unanimous MV, MVP and a two-time winner of that award. Steph is going to go off. He's going to car- carry the team a lot. Now, it depends on what big man they still have because Kevon Looney, Damon Jones... <laughs> Bogut may come back. Who knows? That guy might need to to, so, to retire so soon. Here's the thing. Here's my question. For guys that are carrying their team as a solo individual, 
you believe more in James Harden than Steph Curry. I think the system James Harden plays in helps him. But but, but I also do think I think Steph Steve Kerr limited by the the system right. he played in because of KD, you know. Right. And I mean, I'm also assuming that KD leaves. Yeah. But I I mean, well he's not going to play even if he stays. Right. But I, this is Steph. I mean, this guy was regarded as one as the best player in the world for a solid 6 months, which is still an accomplishment to beat LeBron James in that, but mm-hmm. I mean, Steve Kerr's a great coach. We've seen that. I think the Warriors are going to be a seven seed. I don't think they'll get past the first round, but I think they'll fight their way into the playoffs. Okay. Where do you have the Jazz, Hema? Um, Realistically, I would say like a, either a two or a three. Um, I'm just giving them a lot of leeway to have like a bad stretch during the regular season like they tend to do sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so giving him that, I still think, because I think everyone goes up just because the Warriors aren't who they were. Um, a lot of the Western Conference is in shambles. I think the Rockets are going to drop. I think that the th- the top three teams are going to be a mix between Denver, Portland, and, and Utah. Utah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And so I don't necessarily think, you know, on a good day, I'll be like, yeah, Denver's going to be number one. And then I'll be like, oh, wait, Dame, you know, watching his highlights, I'm like, dude, they're going to be number one. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it fluctuates. So I think you're right. But uh, well, Kurt's got something to say about Dame. Ooh, interesting. No, like I, I love Dame. I think Dame cemented this himself. This is a Southern Utah Thunderbird, by the way. Guys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I still go to SUU, and I'm. Ta- I'm talking about that purple team up north. But I mean, Dame is. I think that playoff series against OKC cemented him as one of the best point guards in the league especially when you have the confidence to pull up for a step back, what, like 40-foot shot against Paul George, who was top three in the MVP race and defensive player of the year. You have have the confidence to pull up, hit that shot, and then wave goodbye to the team. That is some bad-A stuff. Yeah, it's it's confidence, which... I like that he has that. He has some swag, and he represents the 801-435, whatever area code. 385. 385, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> Let's just go with the 801. He represents it well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a pipe dream at one time that, you know, maybe Dame would come back to Utah. One-year deal. His career. I just, I don't see it happening, but one could hope, but... Um, yeah, one, another reason that we brought you in, not only uh, to get your forecast on what was going on with the Jazz and free agency and maybe a look forward to what was going on next year, but Summer League's coming up and you don't miss like a single game at all. Uh, I love yeah, the Summer League. Yeah, you go to like all the Summer League games, and I saw you at like all of them last year that I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what are you looking for from the Jazz and maybe these guys that they drafted uh, Brantley, um, Wright Foreman, and uh, Oni. What are you looking for from these guys uh, in Summer League this year? So mostly what you want to see from these guys is a lot of what Grayson Allen did last year. Grayson Allen didn't have like the best scoring games, but I think I heard that his per 36, he was averaging a triple-double, which was really good. And, I mean, great Grayson Allen flowed in that offense. The Summer League runs about the same offense and defense that the actual professional teams will run. 
and Grayson Allen was flowing. He he was having some good games just setting guys up, rebounding the ball. He had one or two games where, where he scored well. His shooting did struggle at times, but, I mean, he was a rookie and has had issues in college, I guess, and learning to control that. But he played very well last year, and I think that's what you need to look for in these draft picks this year, just how well do they flow within the offense. The good thing about these draft picks now is if the Jazz say, okay, well, we kind of like this guy, but we want to see what happens, they can just not sign him to a real contract, but sign him to a two-way contract and say, hey, like we want to keep you around, but you're not going to make our rotation. Let's sign you to a two-way, and you can play a lot with the Stars and still play with us. Yeah. In, yeah, in the same way that's that That's the nice thing NAS about the has. Stars being in Salt Lake is that they can actually practice one day. We get a lot of emails during the season that Tony Bradley has been recalled to the Utah Jazz. Tony Bradley has been sent for assignment with the Utah with the Salt Lake City Stars literally every day and you'll get like two emails a day because oh, yeah. they actually have to make this a transaction when these guys are going up and mm-hmm. down and so you'll get they'll go and practice with the Jazz in the afternoon and they go play with the Stars at, at night and so it's cool to get see uh get the opportunity for these guys to go out and develop and um I think which that's one more thing you have to watch out for this summer league as well is Bradley because mm-hmm. now that Epe is supposedly gone with all the offers he's had from Europe. From Europe, yeah. Um, Bradley is going to need to take a bigger a, a bigger role with the Jazz now. That well, and he's that. in his fourth year, and it's yeah, it's dire. It's dire mm-hmm. for his future in the league because if he isn't developing in the way that the Jazz expected him to, then you know what? He's going to get shipped. Yeah, he's going to get moved, and he. I think he's coming up this year. He's going to get paid like three point eight mil, and next year four point five. Um, it's not a huge cap hit, but for a guy that's not even seeing playing time in his first three or four years in the league, you know, you don't want to pay a guy like that that much. So, right. Um, hopefully, for his sake, he can figure it out, and just so the Jazz can have another big body, uh, banging down low. But yeah, uh, they they got to figure what figure out what they're going to do with Bradley and his development. He's going to be in the summer league. Um, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I really like Oni's game. Super athletic, um, he can play the wing, um, kind of like a he's like a small forward, but um, he can stretch it out. He, I, I said earlier, he's like got shades of Yoli Childs in his game. He's like a smaller uh, Yoli Childs that can shoot um, and defend slightly better. Um, and then I like, you know, we got introduced to these guys today. Justin Wright Foreman is like a great locker room presence. I mean, he's small, but I mean, the guy knows how to score. And well, when you average twenty-seven a game in college, yeah, his second-leading s- score in the nation, he figures out how to score. And he said that part of the strength of his game is that he can create for his teammates too. And so, um, I, I I like his game, and hopefully, he can be a good addition to you know maybe get a two-way contract or play with the stars. You know, you got to remember, like the Jazz, they do really well with smaller guys that can score. Yeah, like historically. So well, besides Trey Burke, <laughs> but. We forget about that guy. Yeah. What could have been. We think about that all the time. Yeah. Well, what I and what I was gonna say is if you're a guy who's picked after like forty five or you're undrafted, the Jazz have got to be like a top three destination where you want to end up because you look at the guys that historically that they've been able to develop. I mean, 
yeah, Rudy got drafted in the first round just based on his measurements alone. And he had a great workout with the Jazz, but he wasn't – he was so raw and so underdeveloped as a basketball player. And you look at what he is now. He's a two-time defensive player of the year. He's really coming into his own as an offensive player. He's a legitimate threat that people have to account for, especially when they run the pick and roll. I mean, him and Rubio running the pick and roll last year was really good, and I can't wait to see what he does with Conley this year. Um, and then you look at Joe Ingles. I mean, yeah, he was a guy that bounced around, but the Jazz found a fit for him in their system, and he he uh, stuck um, and got a really nice contract. And, yeah, his production dropped off, but it sounds like it was because of a broken finger. Did you guys see that today? Yeah. Yeah, kind of interesting information. <laughs> kind of a rough 2018-19 for Joe Ingles, and um, hopefully, you know, things get better moving forward. And then, you know, you got George Niang that he was originally drafted, I think, by the Warriors and then bounced around a little bit, And uh, but the Jazz were able to make use for him. And I, I'm expecting big things from him this year. And Royce O'Neal. Um, one of the premier lockdown defenders on the wing, and uh, he had a couple breakout games offensively this year, and he was really key um, against the Rockets uh, this season. Uh, Royce is the gem of undrafted players. Yeah, I mean, right him, now, probably like, him or Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, yeah. but um, <clears throat> you know, these guys that the Jazz just drafted and he just need to be sponges and talk to these guys about, hey, what did you do to stick in the league? Because even though they might not necessarily stick with the Jazz, um, if they can learn to grind and really develop a skill set, if they're a lead at something, then they can earn a spot in the league somewhere, even if it's not with the Jazz. But with the way that the roster is constructed right now and the way it's going to need to be constructed because of salaries, they actually might have a pretty good chance. And, I mean, one thing that you actually have got to ignore is how these second-round picks have been turning out for the Jazz. Uh, I took a look, and you got Jarnell it's Stokes. It's not good. It's not it's good. Not you got good. Jarnell Stokes, who has made a career, but he's a bench player for other teams. Uh, the last good one the Jazz had was Paul Millsap, who's devel- developed into an all-star. And even the year before that was C- was C.J. Miles. I mean, that's how old it is or how far back you have, you have to go to find viable well, second-round picks that have played is, for a lot the of Jazz. Time, um, so I, I looked at, like, the guys that the Jazz actually, quote-unquote, picked as, like, stated by the NBA. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at, like, Wikipedia, it will say that, like, Donovan was picked by the Nuggets. Right. When we know that wasn't the case. A lot of these guys are getting shipped off or traded or whatever. So, um, you know, like, uh, Brantley and Oni, because they weren't drafted by the Jazz, they won't show up on that list. But you know they have a good chance to make it, and mm-hmm. I I like their skill sets enough. And obviously the Jazz saw something in those guys. And Brantley, he was introduced to the media today, and Sam Farnsworth and I talked to him afterwards, and he pointed out. He said, you know what, when you have a team that believes in you, like the Jazz, and they want to go out and uh, they buy back into the round to draft you and they give something up and they're paying that means they value and it it really means a lot it makes you want to work harder so um i think the jazz found something valuable there for themselves and uh yeah we'll we'll see what happens with those guys but um i'm I'm excited for summer league i'm I'm gonna go wednesday hema i'm guessing we'll probably go monday uh i'm heading all three days so yeah you're gonna be there all three days and it's always a good time and um yeah i'm looking forward to it but I mean, it's sad we won't get 
any more of those Donovan Mitchell versus Jason Tatum Tatum type moments. Yeah. But well, I mean, we'll get I mean, them. We'll get them in the regular season. Yeah. Maybe we'll get them in the NBA Finals this year. So we'll see. It's uh, it's gonna be fun. Um, I'm looking forward to free agency and what's about to transpire. I mean, Kawhi's taking a meeting with the Lakers, and they actually have cap space now, so they can. Make a deal and the Lakers are still going for Kyrie. So. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. Um Kurt, what are you uh what are you doing besides you're working a lot? Yeah. You're following a lot. a lot of basketball obviously. Like what else are you up to this summer? Um you know, this summer it's mostly about me just being up here instead of at SUU just to earn some money. Um Luckily, I actually got a, a scholarship from K- KSL. Oh, congrats, dude! From KSL that pays for <laughs> my school for the year. Yeah, you got to go thank. Uh, who, who do? Who should we have him go thank? <laughs> thank me. You're welcome. Yeah, you owe him a drink. You know, I was going to text you guys before I showed up if <laughs> if you wanted me to bring something, oh, but dang it. I was like, oh, they're busy. Yeah, it's been kind of. It's been a weird week with uh non-sports news kind of taking over and so Mm -hmm. um yesterday we actually didn't have a sports cast but um we won't get too much into that because we try to keep things light here but um yeah like i i'm just here in you in utah valley mm -hmm. just working any free time i have is spent playing my ps4 okay because that's the only thing i can do what are you playing so I've recently just been playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's actually based here in Utah. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, it's based in, like, the 31st century or something, and machines have, like, taken over. Oh, interesting. But it, the graphics are absolutely amazing. Cool. So, and then if I'm not doing that, I'm watching Friends or Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay. Are you, uh, are you a big Friends guy? I I like friends. I mean, I have the the yeah, friends yeah, sh- the Kyrie, shoes on. The Kyrie friends. Okay, let me ask you this. So there are three sitcoms based in New York about groups of friends in like their mid twenties to like late thirties. They both ra- they three of them ran ten seasons. Okay. Okay. Or ten ish seasons. Okay. Seinfeld, Friends, and How I Met Your Mother. Where do you rank them? How do you rank those three shows? Zach, I can't give you a good ranking because I've only seen one of those series. What? Yeah. You've never seen Seinfeld? Seinfeld, I've seen like a couple of episodes here and there. Dude, it's on K-Jazz every single night. I don't have cable at K- all. I'm going to buy you an antenna. <laughs> okay? They're like $20. They literally plug like right into your TV. You know like the bunny ears? Yeah. You're only a year younger than me, but I'm like explaining this to you like you're like 10 years younger than me. Oh my god. I'm gosh. gonna get you a set of bunny old. ears to stick on top of your TV. They actually aren't bunny ears though. They're just it's a flat right. thing that just stick it tapes to your wall. Okay? You can watch K Jazz to your heart's content. Every single night it has the office syndicated. Uh, Seinfeld. Wait, do you have do you have Hulu? Yeah. Okay, Seinfeld's on Hulu, so I don't even okay. need to buy this for you. So forget that. You have a scholarship, you're fine. <laughs> um How I Met Your Mother. It was pretty good for, like, the first five seasons, and then it m- took a massive drop-off, and then the last season was, like, one of the worst things on TV ever. Dude, I'll rank it for you, okay? Uh, Seinfeld, Friends, How yes, I Met Your Mother. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I would not even waste your time with How I Met Your Mother, honestly. Yeah, I said it. At me. Ooh. 
Okay, I will say Hot this take. though. The better version of Seinfeld is actually Curb Your Enthusiasm, though. Um, it's like the TVMA version. It, it's an HBO show about Larry David, who's the creator of Seinfeld. Saying and, HBO says everything that I need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so, um, Larry David is uh, the guy that George Costanza is based on. Okay. And so, once you watch Seinfeld. In fact, we're not inviting you back on the podcast until you watch Seinfeld, okay? And I, I know, Zach, I know. Okay, so here, so here's the sad thing. Is to you. Here, here's the sad thing. When I was an intern here last year, you told me I had to watch Rocky. Wait, I still have wait, not seen wait, Rocky. Wait, 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 wait. Flashback to that. You told me that. Flashback. You told me that I you saw Creed two, and I haven't seen any of the Rockies yet. I, I think we're going to end the podcast. Right but, okay, here's the good thing. YouTube ha- has them for free, so I can watch them whenever I want. Okay. So I am I plan on doing that this semester, this school year. Okay. Because I'll actually ha- have time, and I won't need to kill myself w- working. So I promise you, by the invitations to this wonderful podcast, <laughs> that I will watch Rock... Rockies one two three four five. Don't watch how, five. However, Don't skip five. However just many. Skip five. Well, if I'm gonna watch four, I have to watch Look, five. I've seen all of them except for five. I've seen all of them several times. I've never watched five. I don't have. I don't care to watch five. Okay, if you haven't seen five, then I feel fine not doing yeah. five. Yeah, you can watch. Four, but I'll watch one, two, three, four, and, and then that, and then I'll watch Creed. Okay, because I've seen Creed two. Loved it. How how did you watch Creed two without watching Creed? Okay, like this is okay. like going so, in and watching <laughs> Avengers Endgame without seeing any other Marvel movie. I, That's like saying after Endgame you're like, yeah, that was cool and all, but the uh, the robot guy, what's his deal? The rich robot guy, what's his deal? <laughs> it's like it's like when who Sam, is that? It's like when Sam watched the season or the series finale of Game of Thrones with us, <laughs> and he hadn't seen another episode and knew nothing about it. He was like. So, who was that lady that just got stabbed? And we're just <laughs> laughing. It was pretty funny. Oh, it, it man. was it was comedic, but Kurt. But okay, Creed Two was awesome, and I I knew the general gist of it because everyone knows the general gist of Rocky movies, especially with the Drago. Yeah, everyone knows the the gist of that. So I knew okay, it's kind of a remake, but with Creed. Okay. I I can go see it. And the trailer for it was like perfect because it appealed to those who knew Rocky and those who didn't. Yeah. So I agree with that. Um okay, well, you have homework assignments. I will call your professors down at SUU. Hayden Coombs, you better not do this. Yeah, you know what? I know Hayden Coombs' older brother. So I have some uh, leverage. Okay? I'm I'm holding this over your head, Kurt. <laughs> okay? Oh man! This, this is a threat. I'm not threatening your well-being, but I'm just threatening. I don't how, know what I'm threatening. You won't come on the. That kind of depends on how much this. big thunder film you guys want. Okay, well, <laughs> do I want it? Yes and no. It's 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 a two-way answer. By the way, when are we gonna get Big Thunder on the podcast? Um, I can ask him. Okay. I mean, I, I'm sure that that Big Thunder would love to come up here. He's he's quite the character yeah he is yeah he's uh he's a local legend around here we want him to be we love we loved that so much we the, the second to- jared did that we're like 
We're going for it, and it worked out so I well. I want him to meet Deanie. I just want him... I don't even know what I want to happen. No joke. You guys should talk to, to your Deanie. news producers and get that to happen. The full-on news producers. I don't know if we could get it to happen on air. Um, But we could get it to happen behind the scenes. We could... We could... Uh... <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. So, the question is... Does he have to be painted or not? I'd prefer not. <laughs> Shirt on? Yeah, just because I like my job and I don't want, like, <laughs> any threat of, like, wait, you brought him here? You're fired, you know? Fair. So, I th- I think just a, a general introduction with a handshake and... Does Ashley get to meet him, too? Um, yeah. I don't know. Eh. See if Ashley's game. I don't know what day. She is only in, I know for sure, on Saturdays and Sundays. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, what her weekday schedule is, but maybe well, we'll we'll work something out. Yeah, I'll I'll at least pass the, the message along to Big pass Thunder. Pass the invitation along, because um, not only are we, like, the official uh, Donovan Mitchell podcast, we're also apparently the unofficial Southern Utah podcast, because we had more <laughs> Southern Utah students on this podcast than anything else, so... Um, Me and McKay, like... Yeah, go Thunderbirds, I guess. Uh I think we can end it on that note. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to add before we go? Uh, go KSL Sports. Yeah. yeah. Check out kslsports.com. Oh, there's the plug. There we go. All right. Well, Kurt, thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, it was a pleasure having you. Emma's really tired right now, guys. I am super tired. <laughs> I need to bounce, but uh, Kurt. Thanks for coming on the pod. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, thanks for listening. I am Hemahimuli Jr. Uh, he and is... I'm Zach Hicken. Good night, everybody. Good night.